This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. Houdat, and welcome back to the Canastra Chronicles podcast. I'm your host, as always, Brendan Ertle. Today, I'm going to be previewing the Saints-Packers Sunday night football game coming up this week. The 2-0 Green Bay Packers will travel to New Orleans to take on the 1-1 Saints on Sunday night football. Now, before I jump into the previews and the keys to the game and what the Saints need to do to come out of this game with the W, I'm going to go over the injury report because that's something that is important this week because there's lots of key players on it. Uh, starting for the Green Bay Packers, Devontae Adams has this is this injury report is as of Thursday. I don't have Friday's injury report yet. So Devontae Adams, Wednesday and Thursday did not practice. And if you don't practice Wednesday or Thursday, Friday, you if you don't practice, it's pretty much game over for you trying to play on game day. And uh, for their star defensive tackle, Kenny Clark, he did not practice Wednesday, and he did come back Thursday. For the Saints side of the injury report, it is a little bit longer with key players. Michael Thomas, of course, Wednesday and Thursday did not practice either of those days. Marcus Davenport, projected, did not practice Wednesday, but did come back Thursday. He was limited, which is big for the Saints to get him back in this week. Trey Hendrickson did not practice Wednesday, but came back Thursday with a limited role. And lastly, Malcolm Brown on Wednesday, he was limited was projected limited, actually Thursday did not practice, so we will see what's wrong with him, if he can go this Sunday or not. Injuries suck, they happen, it's part of the game, we'll see if these players can go on Sunday, but something new that's happening this Sunday is the Saints actually are going to have fans in this game. The Superdome this week is allowing 750 family members of the Saints' players, staff, whoever, and they're going to test out their protocols for game day. And that is a great sign because previously it was going to be no one like the Bucks game. And they're going to have these 750 people here not serving alcohol, but they're going to try and test out the protocols and see how well it works. And hopefully we can get fans in the next game when the Chargers come to town on in primetime. This is a great step for the Saints and New Orleans trying to get to that next phase of the COVID 
protocols and whatnot. So getting 750 people in the stadium is a step forward. If this was a 100% normal year, the Dome would be absolutely packed. It'd be popping. It'd be such a hard game for the Packers to play in the Dome. But that's not reality this year or at this moment right now. So the Packers-Saints game will pretty much be a neutral site with the fan noise. But that with a veteran quarterback like Aaron Rodgers, that won't really affect him. He's played on the road this season. And quarterbacks have said it's actually kind of weird to be calling out these plays and the defense can clearly hear you so fans will not be an impact in this game but a step forward with the 750 that they are getting in the dome now before we move on to the previews and what the Saints need to do to win this game make sure you subscribe to the podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify wherever you get your podcasts rate us five stars because that'll help us provide so much more content for you guys as soon as it's available we will get that to you Now, moving into the preview of this game, the Saints need to do a lot of things better. And it's a very long list of what they need to fix. But the early reaction of the Saints suck, Drew Brees sucks, Sean Payton's washed, this and that, that's all an overreaction. Because the Saints haven't been 2-0 since 2013. And that's just, that's that's a fact. They're not an early season team. They're not going to go blow out teams early in the season. Look at what what they've done in the past in early weeks and how disappointing we've been of them. And they turn around, they make it to the playoffs, they win, they get on these hot streaks, these eight, nine game streaks. It's just what they do. And I'm not saying the history is going to repeat itself, but it seems like they always put themselves in this position and they always find a way to dig themselves out just enough to be good enough. But when you're going up a against a team like the Green Bay Packers, you can't just be good enough. You need to be the absolute best. You need to be at your peak, especially because of how they've been playing. And how they've been playing is absolutely phenomenal. Now, all of our main concern has been the Saints offense, and that's something to really be concerned about. Yes, Drew Brees missed some passes. Yes, he didn't look extremely accurate. But I don't want you saying Drew Brees is washed unless you've watched the All-22 film. Go watch it. Please, if, if you think he's washed, hit me up on Twitter, at Bernard Earl. Tell me, tell me why he's washed. If you go watch the film and you tell me he missed a Josh Hill pass, go watch, go watch Josh Hill's route and you'll understand why. Go watch Emmanuel Sanders' option route, the, on the one where Drew threw in the dirt. Go watch. Now, yes, Drew did have some bad throws. He do he does need to improve his game. He needs to take it up a full NAR level. He needs to start looking down, feel more, and he just needs to be more confident. Yes. But is it Jameis Winston time? No. Is it Taysom Hill time? No. Chill out with that. It's Drew Brees. Because if you go to practice, I, I guarantee everyone listening to this podcast, even me, hasn't been to a Saints practice. And there's a reason that Drew Brees won the quarterback job. Because he's the best quarterback. He does the best job in practice. And he makes the most plays in practice. If Jameis Winston was that much better, why isn't he starting right now? And if he played that much better in practice, why isn't he starting right now? Because Drew Brees at practice is bowling out, and he has for years. He knows the offense. He knows what he's doing. But come game day, there's just been some miscommunications, and that's going to happen with new players, especially with not with no OTAs or a short training camp and no preseason. Now, what the Saints' offense needs to do in this game 
is what they did in the first quarter of the Raiders game. Because if they look like that, they have a good, great shot to win this game. Not just a good shot, they have a great shot. They need to ground the football, run the dang football like they were with Kamara and Latavius, and build their offense off of that like they did in the first quarter of the Raiders game. They were running to pass, and the lanes were open. Troy Cuomo's wide open. Amanda Sanders had a couple opportunities, but they were dropped. Jared Cook had a couple opportunities. Drew overthrew one of them. But they were finding ways to have these wide open passes downfield. And that's because the Raiders had to press the box because the Saints were running the football so dang well. And yes, they have the screens and, and with Josh Hill and Kamara and whoever else. But I personally feel like the Saints offense during these first two weeks, the Saints offense has been trying to find their identity and they can't find it. And I think it's in the running game. I personally think their identity right now is running the football. And it's not something they're used to doing. They're used to passing and then running. But running to pass really worked in these past couple weeks. But it feels like once they start to get away from that, the offense becomes lackluster at best. They can't hit their routes. Their routes aren't amazing. There's no Michael Thomas on the field, which makes a huge impact. These routes that are usually mind memory with Drew and Michael Thomas, they're different players. They're going to run it a little bit differently. Emmanuel Sanders, when he ran the option route, he did something different than Michael definitely would. Drew Brees was confused, kind of threw in the dirt. Just all these little things. They need to build off of what their identity is. And they're running the football extremely well. But going into this game, what do the Packers do well? Pass rush. They pass rush very well. So Darius and Preston Smith coming off the edges. They have Rashawn Gary, who has grown into a very, very good pass rushing DT. They like to get after the passer. Last week, they sacked Matt Stafford a bunch of times. They were all over him. He couldn't do anything. They had a pick six. They had a safety. They were doing everything right on that defensive line. But in the run game, they're, they, I wouldn't say they're bad, but it's not their strong suit. Adrian Peterson, with very little carries, had 41 yards, and he had a 5.9 yards per carries average. Dalvin Cook had 12 carries for 6 yards and 2 touchdowns. In that same game, Avante Madison had 6 carries for 50 yards. So it's not like they're giving up these crazy numbers, but on very little carries, these running backs are kind of killing them. And the reason these running backs aren't getting more carries is because the Packers got up to such an early lead against these teams. And the Vikings and the Lions haven't been too amazing this year. So they had to fight back with passing. And that's not really what they wanted to do. Minnesota run, wanted to run the football. Detroit wanted to kind of grind the football a little bit with Peterson, but they couldn't do that because they were down so much. But when you, you when you look at it, when these teams are running the football, they were in the game. They stayed right in their game with the Packers because the Packers couldn't really slow down the running game. So the key for the Saints in this game is to run the football early and get, get, get dominant on the ground. Pop out a couple passes with Emmanuel Sanders, Jared Cook. Just keep them honest. I haven't seen a lot of play action yet this year from them. Confuse them what, you, what you're going to do. Then you're going to run the football, go in a play action pass, find Cook in the flat. Just do different things to try and confuse them because I feel like you don't really want to sit there back there and pass with Drew Brees 35, 40 times because they're going to get after him. This pass rush is good. It's very good. And that secondary is has been playing very well. Jerry Alexander, Kevin King, it's, a, it's not a bad secondary. And it's something... It's not like we're playing the Carolina Panthers secondary. They're they're talented, and they know how to make plays off of their own opportunities. They make opportunities for themselves to make plays. 
But if the Saints are in the position where they're having success passing the football, we need Ryan Ramchek and Teron Armstead to kind of step up a little bit this week, which feels weird for me to say because these guys are usually two very dominant guys. But against the Raiders pass rush, who isn't very talented, let's just say that, they got pressure on Breeze. Ryan Ramchek got a holding penalty. Teron Armstead kind of got beat on some on some rushes. They just got to clean it up a little bit, especially against the Darius and Preston, who are very, very talented Pro Bowl edge rushers. Switching sides of the football, the Saints defensive line showed flashes of being very dominant in the in the Bucks game, but in the in the in the Raiders game with a very banged up offensive line, I would say it was a very disappointing performance from them, especially Cameron Jordan. And Cameron Jordan knows he needs to step it up. Trey Hendrickson, I think personally, has been their best defense lineman and D end, period. He's got the most pressure, he's made the most plays, he has the most sacks. Dude's playing well. And Mark Stavenport's going to be back this week, possibly. He was limited on Thursday. We'll see how well or how much he practices Friday. But for me, personally, it's hard to take Troy Hendrickson out of that starting spot this week just because of how he's played. I mean, if Davenport comes in and gets a couple couple sacks and whatnot, we're not even going to question it. But if he comes and gets blanked, Trey Hendrickson's been playing well, and I think you need to respect his work he's done so far and filter in Davenport and try to get some more pressure on the quarterback because something they absolutely need to do. They cannot have the Packers and Aaron Rodgers sit back there for for more than five, six seconds like Derek Carr was because Aaron Rodgers is not going to miss those deep throws like Derek Carr did. And I didn't I don't mean not throw I don't mean missing them like physically with the football, but not throwing them. Aaron Rodgers is going to sling that thing. And if Marshawn Lattimore is not paying attention for a play, he's going to get burnt bad because that's that's exactly what Aaron Rodgers does. He's going to make time with his feet. And he's going to sling it. And the pass rush needs to get there. They need to contain. And they can't let Aaron Rodgers beat them like that. Now I'm talking so much about Aaron Rodgers, but their best player so far has been Aaron Jones. And he's been absolutely dominant. He leads every single running back category imaginable right now. Last week, he had 168 yards on the ground with two touchdowns and 68 receiving yards, and he was just absolutely dominant. And the week before against the Vikings was absolutely dominant as well. And that's something the Saints defense needs to step up immensely. Because against the Raiders, against Josh Jacobs and Jalen Rashard and Devontae Booker, it was not good enough. Yes, Josh Jacobs did not rush for over 100 yards. But if he played every single snap, he probably would have very well. And if he was on that pitch play where Jalen Shard scored, he's getting over 100. They cannot let Aaron Jones get over 100 yards because if Aaron, Aaron Jones is getting over 100, this game's not going in the Saints' favor and it is not close. Because this Packers offense is absolutely on fuego. Aaron Rodgers has 604 yards and 6 touchdowns so far this season. Aaron Jones has 234 on the ground. And they have 1,000 total yards of offense in two games. Yes, that's against the Vikings who have been very underwhelming this year. And the Lions who are the Detroit Lions. But if your offense is having that much success, it's going to carry over. And the Saints had a great opportunity to have great success against a very lackluster defense in the, in the Las Vegas Raiders. And they looked very poor. 
So that concerns me a lot. But they can get back on track. And for the Saints to win this game, the defense is going to have to play lights out. And it helps a lot if their best offensive weapon in Devontae Adams is out. He did not practice Wednesday or Thursday. It'll say a lot if he practices Friday or not. But we could see a Saints-Packers game in which the top two best receivers on their team and around the league don't play. Devontae Adams, Michael Thomas, it doesn't look likely like they'll play. And if they don't, Marshawn Lattimore, I'm looking at you. If Alan Lazard is on you, act like that's Devontae Adams. Don't let him have a catch. Don't let him have an opportunity to have a catch. Lock him down and on the other side of the football, Jonas Jenkins. They need to clean up the touching, the pulling, the grabbing, because they're a very, very talented team. So many ESPN and whoever else analysis have said how talented the Saints secondary is, and those comments are going to come back to bite them if they keep playing like this, because they are so talented. But it's little things like flags, um, miscommunications, getting burnt in coverage. Those little things can ruin your name. And by that, I mean from going from a top secondary to one of the worst in terms of just just play. And they, the, the good thing is for the Saints that they have all the talent in the world. They can fix this. They just need to get the right coaching, get to the film room, and fix these issues that have been nagging for the past two weeks. This will be an early game in terms of just being the season. It's week three. Mistakes will still happen. But going down the road, this is going to be a huge game for the NFC, for playoff rankings, for tiebreakers, because last year was so close with the Packers, 49ers, and the Seahawks. They were all just right there. And these teams look so good, and the Saints just haven't found that, that identity yet. But don't worry, they will. They'll be fine. So just sit back, relax. Like Aaron Rodgers once said, R-E-L-A-X. That does it for today's podcast. I hope you guys enjoyed. I'll catch you guys right after the Sunday Night Football Contest. I hope and pray the Saints are coming out with a W in this one or just look like a very good football team. Just look like the team that was last year's Saints football team. I appreciate everyone tuning in. As always, you can find me on Twitter at Bernard Ertl. Peace and love. I'll catch you guys in the next episode. Who that? Who that? Let's go. We on a